welcome to the True Tabernacle podcast channel. We hope that you find encouragement and inspiration during one of our sermons, discussions, or interviews. For more information regarding our faith community, connect with us on Facebook at our True Tabernacle page. And while you're at it, hit subscribe to this channel to stay connected.
take the label off. Let's pray. Jesus, we come before you this morning, God. Oh, we come before you humbly, God. And we're asking, God, that you'll do a mighty work in this place, God. God, and that people will begin to remove the labels that have been attached to them. Oh, in Jesus' name, they'll lay it down at the altar and not pick it back up. And people will be transformed and changed here this morning, God. Hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. We praise you, God. Oh, we magnify your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Now, take the label off, right? There, there's this movement going on. Some of the ladies can testify. These mason jars and old coffee canisters. And you go to a boutique and you'll see these maybe and they got flowers in them. Maybe they become a coffee cup. I like some cold coffee in the morning, and I'll put my coffee in a mason jar. Amen. But there's something about that label. It's just stuck on that canister or that jar, and people try to remove the label, and they're going to reuse that canister or that jar. But that label is just stubborn, and it doesn't want to come off, and maybe they got to use some vinegar, maybe even a razor blade to kind of scrape it off. They even used hair dryers, all kinds of stuff. But that label is stuck to that jar. It's stuck to that canister, but people are wanting to reuse that, right? Some of you, I know we don't have it in the United States anymore, but if you go to Mexico, they still have the old bottles of Coke that tasted so much better, right? Out of the glass bottle, right? Some ladies might use that as a flower vase, but there's something about that label they want to reuse it and it's got to be removed but it's stuck on there and yesterday I prepared this message and Mary Faye likes to watch this conference out at Stockton called Linderos out of Brother Haney's Spanish church out there the whole message was prepared the guy's talking about restoration and he begins to talk about labels and I said God do I need to redo the whole message all these messages are on YouTube now. And I felt the Lord speaking in my spirit. No, there's something going on in Pentecost that the culture has creeped into the church. And we've allowed the labels that the world gives us and, and defines us to stick to us. And the church and the word of God and the preachers and pastor, when they preach, are trying to remove those labels and preach to you the word of God. But people have been gripped by these labels culture that is raging and protesting and there's labels and definitions and people are being defined by all kinds of things and and, and people have, it's crept into the church and God is saying come on church it's time to wake up and it's time to remove the labels it's time to take the label off there is no barrier to God there is no limit to God he can remove whatever label that you've allowed to define you Whatever label you've allowed to attach itself to you. I'm going to go through Psalm 139. What a powerful psalm. It's the one of the crown jewels of the book of Psalms. It says, oh Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. Think about 
God himself that he has numbered the hairs on your head. He can count them all. And he knows just a mundane thing of when you get up and when you sit down. He knows every move you make. He knows every word you say. But what does the culture do? Every decision you've made, every poor decision, every move, it it starts to label you and define you. But God has all the same information, and he chooses not to label you, and he chooses not to define you, and he chooses to adopt you and call you his son and his daughter. Hallelujah in the kingdom. Come on, church, it would do us good to not be like the world and the culture around us and not define our brother and not define our sister because God still has mercy. God still has grace. God still loves them, and he can do a work through them. You discern my thoughts from afar. He even knows every bad thought you've ever had. But he chooses not to use it against you. What a loving and merciful God we have. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. In the book of Psalms, especially this Psalm 139, there are six sections to this psalm. Or four, sorry. And they're broken up by six verses. And in this first six verses, what is it telling us? That God is omniscient. He is all-knowing. He knows everything. A.W. Tozer, what a powerful statement he made. said, God can't learn anything. And God has never learned. How can the all-knowing ever learn? He already knows it. Hallelujah, from beginning, before there was a beginning. Hallelujah, he already knew it. In the beginning, there was God. Well, before there was a beginning, there was God. He was the was before the was. What a God we serve. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it all together. He knows what you're going to say. Before you say it. We heard two fantastic words of God preached in this place last Sunday. You ought to get filled with the Holy Ghost. Right, Sister Howard? Brother Rex preached it. Be drunk with the Spirit because maybe your words will begin to change. Maybe you'll get more love in your heart. Maybe you'll get more compassion for people in your heart. Maybe you'll love people to Jesus. Amen. And pastor preached about the word of God. Hallelujah. There is something about the word of God. Hallelujah. You could be backslid and start to hear the word of God. Hallelujah. What happens when these people in these bars that are backslid get confronted by a preacher and the preacher begins to preach to them. That word that was dormant in them begins to rise up. And we see people changed. We see people come out of backslidden states. We see people that are addicted come out of addiction. I believe God's getting ready to bring back the backslider. He's getting ready to bring a time of restoration. Hallelujah. Because as a church, uh, we're going to allow God to take the label off people and take the label off us. Hallelujah. Woo. 
stand before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. As high I cannot attain it. Hallelujah. Come on, we are finite. But he is infinite. His knowledge is infinite. Hallelujah. And what happens? He knows everything about you. You're good and you're bad, but he hems you in. Hallelujah. And he puts a host around you. Even if you haven't walked before him uprightly at all times, uh, he still protects you. He still guards you. And he has all this knowledge about you. But the culture wants to tear you down. The culture wants to tell you you're no good. The culture wants to tell you, oh, that you're a lost cause. But Jesus wants to tell you, as long as there's breath in your lungs, there is still hope. chapter 6 I'm going to go back to Psalm 139 Jesus said to them I am the bread of life whoever comes to me shall not hunger and whoever believes in me shall never thirst but I said to you that you've seen me and yet do not believe he walked among them and they did not believe who he was here's what they say here's the label So the Jews grumbled about him, verse 41, because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They said, is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How does he now say, I have come down from heaven? Isn't this Joseph's son? Isn't he a carpenter? Can any good thing... Come out of Nazareth. Come on. What have they said about Middletown all these years? Come on. I feel like God's getting ready to do something great here in Middletown. Hallelujah. Come on. We're going to see more restaurants. We're going to see more stores open up because there's an apostolic church that's bringing blessing to all over this city. Hallelujah. I know there's drug addicts. I know there's all kinds of immorality and sin, but this church was put here for a reason. Come on, it don't matter. Some of you may have grown up in a crazy home and you were called all kinds of things by your mom or dad. Maybe you grew up and you had no friends and you were picked on and bullied in school. Maybe you were abused. Maybe you've been let down by everybody. But there is a Jesus that's here today. Hallelujah, that cares about you. He's got all the information about you, but yet he loves you. He said, he's the bread from heaven. See? Pastor, don't let them do it. We, I, I'm just not a Facebook person. Those are the words that's got to get in your spirit. Not all the gossip. In Spanish, the chisme, we call it. Hallelujah. This is what's God. This is the word of life. This takes the labels off. The longer you listen to the voices of the world, as long as you listen to the voices from this culture, oh, you're going to have problems. The labels will define you. But if you get in the word of God, Jesus is going to begin to rip the label off. You're going to be a new creature in him. Hallelujah. He's going to give you a new spirit, a new mind. He's going to transform you. 
is omniscient. Section 2, Psalm 139, he is omnipresent. Verse 7, where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, the King James Version would say in hell, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. Woo, hallelujah, hallelujah. If I say surely the darkness shall cover me and the light about me night, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as the day, for darkness is as light with you. It don't matter where you go, you cannot flee his presence. You cannot flee his presence. You can leave the church, but you can't leave his presence. Because even if you make your bed in hell, he is there. It don't matter where you go. The presence of God is omnipresent. I've seen it all the time. They get the prayer answered. They get the material things they want. Where'd you go? Oh, God was a handout. I've seen it over and over and over again. But I'm not interested in God for a handout. I'm interested in being part of the end time church. I'm interested in watching God take the label off the church. I'm watching, I'm interested in God doing a revival in this city that's so powerful that they got to write about it in the news because they don't understand it. They don't know what's going on in Middletown. be darkness all around you. There may be darkness all around you, but I'm here to tell you today that he is a God that can take the label off. Don't let the darkness define you. Don't let the darkness put a label on you. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh that great city, and call out against it, for their evil has come up before me. But Jonah rose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare and went down to it to go with them to Tarshish, away from the presence of the Lord. What did Jonah do? He labeled Nineveh. They're too wicked for me to preach to. Be careful. They're not too wicked for you to preach to. They are a hurting, dying, lost soul. And it's time that we be the church. It's time that we step outside of our comfort zone and be the church. And every addicted person, every lost soul, we're coming after them. In the name of Jesus, we're going to preach the love of God to them. Oh my. See, Jonah got swallowed up. (laughs) He got swallowed up by a great fish. 
depth of that fish. God was still there. God was still calling out to them. And thank God that Jonah heeded the voice of God and preached to him because Nineveh did repent. Come on, don't discount somebody. Don't discount somebody. Don't discount your brother or sister because they're down and out right now. Don't discount anybody in this church because God can change their destiny in an instant. In the blink of an eye, their trajectory can be changed by the almighty hand of God. Don't give up on anybody. Keep preaching to them. I know some of these Spanish guys, they don't like but I keep texting them because I'm not going to give up on them. I'm not going to give up on them. Till the day I don't have any breath in my lungs, I'm going to keep sending them text. I'm going to keep trying to get connected with them. Don't you give up on any soul. And I'm here to tell you today, don't you give up on yourself. Don't you listen to the label. Section three. So we see the omniscient. That God is omniscient and omnipresent. But here, as David pens this beautiful song, David goes back to before he was even born. And we see that God cares about you as an individual. He says, for you formed my inward parts. Verse 13, you knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. Oh, how culture wants to define birth. Culture wants to say what's a baby and what's not. But God, before you were even formed, you were in the plan and the mind of God. It's time, church, that we push back against the culture and be the church that God designed us to be. Because every every baby that's born, that is a life that is a miracle from God. I saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them. The days that were formed for me when as yet there was none of them. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. If I would count them, they are more than the sand. I awake and I am still with you. I ask you today, What do you think about God? What you think about God is in direct proportion to your walk with God. If his thoughts and his word is passed to preach so beautifully last Sunday night, if they're not important to you, then don't question why you're where you're at. Because you are where you at are in direct proportion to the word of God. Hallelujah. I, I, I'll be transparent. I had a bad December. 
got caught up in the holidays. I just needed a break. And it's not that I didn't hear the word of God or listen to the word of God, but I didn't dedicate myself like I had other months. And, and Christmas is hard. Every time Christmas, I'm like, I'm ready for January. <laughs> too many Christmas lights. Too many. Why is December the busiest month of the year? Isn't that the month that we should focus on Jesus and rest? But there's more parties and get-togethers. I'm being trained. I met with pastor. Man, there was just something that clicked in me. My January's been good. <laughs> maybe, maybe you need a meeting with your pastor if you're not doing so well, right? Come on. Don't run from God. Don't run from your pastor. Hallelujah. Come on. Pastors in the ministry is here to help you. We want to see people saved. Amen. Hallelujah. So I'm trying to get there. I want to go to John 4. Because Jesus decides to go to Samaria. He meets this lady at the well. And I don't believe he just went there just to go there. Because Jesus goes before us. Hallelujah. And he met a woman there that culture had labeled. Her sin had labeled her. She was defined by her sin. And Jesus tells her, you've had five husbands. And the one you're married to now is not your husband. And she kept going back to that well, looking for this natural water. And day after day, but Jesus shows up at the, at the well to give her the waters of life. Hallelujah. Oh my, hallelujah. He says, Jesus said to her, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of that water, oh, that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. He wants to give you rivers of living water this morning. He wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Because with the Holy Ghost, you can have the joy of the Lord. And in the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. Well, guess what? The presence of the Lord is omnipresent. So if you make your bed in heaven, he's there. If you make your bed in hell, he's there. It don't matter where you go. So what am I here to tell you? When you receive the Holy Ghost, you can have joy in the good. You can have joy in the bad because he's omnipresent. Hallelujah. And he cares about the individual. And he's omniscient. And he knows everything about you. But he still shows up at the well. He still cares about the woman at the well. See, society had counted her out. Society said, she's a lost cause. The Jews wouldn't even talk to her. Well, Jesus was a Jew. And Jesus came to turn the kingdom. Hallelujah. Jesus came to turn the kingdom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, he came to say, you might call me Joseph's son. Or Mary's son. You might call me a carpenter. But guess what? I'm the bread that came down from heaven. I can give you rivers of living water. I am that I am. Before Abraham was, I am. What a God we serve. His name is Jesus. There's no one like him. Are you excited about Jesus today? Do you love Jesus today? He's the wonderful working God. He's the mighty God in Christ. He's the everlasting Father. He's the Prince of Peace.
back to Psalm 139, and then we're going to talk about David for a minute. Hallelujah. The last portion of Psalm 139 says, Oh, that you would slay the wicked, O God. Verse 19. Oh, men of blood, depart from me. They speak against you with malicious intent. Your enemies take your name in vain. Do I not hate those who hate you, O Lord? And do I not loathe those who rise up against you? I hate them with complete hatred. I count them my enemies. And then there's a shift. He says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. If there be any grievous way or any wicked way in me, lead me in the way everlasting. See, it's time to slay some giants this morning. It's time to leave the label right here. Now, we hear it preached in Pentecost all the time. Leave it at the altar. One day I said, God, what does that mean? Everybody preaches that. Here's what it means. When you walk out that door, don't talk about it anymore. Because when you talk about it again, you picked it back up. Don't talk about it. Say, I refuse to talk about that label. I refuse to talk about my past. I refuse to talk about what culture and society and my hurts and my pains have said about me. careful the label will put a root of bitterness in you and that'll get so deep that it won't be just against people it'll be against God if there's one thing that I learned from Pastor Heidebel is to let it go forgive them let it go it ain't it's not worth it Let that pain and that hurt and leave it here because if not, that that pain and that hurt will label you, it will define you, and there will be a grievous way in you. These atheists, they weren't always atheists. You know what happened? God didn't answer their prayer the way they wanted it to. And they got bitter and it grew to atheists. Ask Brother Nathan Heron. Used to be a missionary to Spain. He works at headquarters now. He said in Spain, that was the most predominantly Catholic country. All the Latinos are Catholic. Now it's it's 60% atheist. They don't even show up to church anymore. All those buildings are vacant. And he said the Spaniards need to see miracles. They need to see legs grow to believe. See, I don't want to get to a place in God that I need to see a leg grow to believe him at his word. Those are great. We want to see signs, miracles, and wonders. But if you need to see that to believe, then 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 it's like Thomas. See, I don't want to be doubting Thomas. I don't want to say, show me your hands and the nail-scarred hands to believe. Because everybody in that house had believed, but Thomas, I got to see it to believe it. See, your faith grows when you don't have to see it to believe it. And those labels don't define you. Those labels don't define you anymore. And you're believing God for a new future. You're believing God for a new destiny. You're believing God for a new hope. 
See, if there's one thing the enemy wants to do is bring you to a place of hopelessness. See, hell, we talk about the lake of fire. But what hell really is, hopelessness. And that's what the spirits of this day are trying to do is drive people to hopelessness. And how's it doing it? It's labeling them and defining them. It says, that's who you are. That's all you'll ever be. But I stand against that as a preacher today and pastor and all of our ministry team that there is a future for you. There is a hope for you. We believe in you and God believes in you. And God can turn it around. Hallelujah. 1 Samuel 17, verse 41, And the Philistine moved forward and came near to David, with his shield bearer in front of him. And when the Philistine looked at and saw David, he disdained him. For he was but a youth, ruddy and handsome in appearance. And he said to David, Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? He didn't know who David was. Don't let this world define you. Don't let them label you. Because it's not about you, but it's the God that is in you. It is the God, hallelujah, that can do anything. Hallelujah. He can part the Red Sea. He can bring the pillar of of fire by night, the cloud by day. Hallelujah. He can show up in the flesh. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. In the beginning, there, there was God. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. Hallelujah. He can show up in the flesh. Hallelujah. He can walk on water. Hallelujah. He can cast out demons. Part the Red Sea. Hallelujah. He can fill somebody with the Holy Ghost. There is nothing that God cannot do. Hallelujah. See, he, he came at David with the sword and spirit, but David came in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. It's time to slay the giants today. It's time to slay the labels that the giants have put on you. It's time to remove the labels. Hallelujah. Truth Tabernacle. It's 2024. It's time. Let's go. Remove the label off of this church. This church will be powerful. This church is going to be a Holy Ghost revival center. I believe in this church. Hallelujah. I don't care what anybody says. (laughs) I just don't. (laughs) I love Truth Tabernacle, man. (laughs) I love my pastor. I love our ministry. I love the people in this church. (laughs) Hallelujah. We're going to come together in unity. Hallelujah. We're going to see the labels come off. Hallelujah. Woo. Come on. God's ready to do it in 2024. I'm almost closing here. Ephesians 4. Now this I say in testifying the Lord that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to their hardness of heart. Those are some harsh words. They have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. But that is not the way you learn Christ. 
assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him as the truth is in Jesus. Hear this out. Verse 22, put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and corrupt through deceitful desires and be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God and true righteousness and holiness. It's time today. Let the label down right here. Don't talk about it anymore. Don't pick it back up. me did not do good man Lot did some bad things I'm not even going to talk about what he did you go in the book of Hebrews and God calls him righteous and I struggled with that how God how God but guess what God does not define you by your worst moment And I don't care what you've done. I don't care where you've been. God does not define you by that moment. He defines you by what's on the mercy seat. And that's his blood. And that's the only thing that he defines you by. That's the only thing. That he defines you by is his blood. And if you have been blood bought, if you've repented of your sins at this altar or any altar and you've been baptized in Jesus' name and you've been filled with the Holy Ghost, then all he sees is his blood. And it's time to wake up and it's time to take the label off of you and begin to walk in the holiness and the righteousness and the grace and the mercy of God. woman that is, they, they drag into the temple. I talked about it in my last message. I'm closing. They, they drag her into the temple. And those Pharisees let down their stone. And he says, I don't, neither do I condemn you. But here's what he says. Go and sin no more. And here's what I'm here to tell you today. Leave the label here. Don't talk about it anymore. And go and sin no more. Because that's what grace is about. That has, see, mercy holds back the judgment. But grace says, you're not worthy. But I still love you. And I still forgive you. Now, because of that, my grace is to empower you to live a holy life before God. So here's what I'm telling you. Leave it all down. Just lay it there. Leave it all behind you, your past, your faults, your hang-ups, and your worst moments. And take the label off and leave it there and then get up and say, I'm getting in the Word. I'm going to fast. I'm going to pray. I'm going to serve the church. I'm going to get involved in the church. Come on, pastor, no, we know. We got open We got open positions. Hallelujah. Come on, Spanish ministry, we need help. Come on, there's all kinds. Get involved in the church. But you can't get involved if you've got this label hanging on to you. Let the label go and get involved. Hallelujah. Let's all stand. Let's all stand. Hallelujah. Let's all stand. Jesus, I'm going to pray and we're going to open these altars. Just come down to this altar today.
and let the Holy Ghost change you. You can be filled with His Spirit today. Lord, we love you. We thank you, God. I thank you for every soul in this place, God. God, let them be free today, God. Hallelujah. Let them find their way to this altar, God. Hallelujah. Open up the spiritual heaven, God. Open up the environment right now in heaven, God. And let your mercy come down. Hallelujah. Let your mercy come down on people. And remove the label. Let your grace come down. Root the labels out, God. Root the definitions out. Hallelujah. Jesus' name, come on. This altar is open. Come down and give it to God. Come down and give it to God. Hallelujah, Jesus.